Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tecovis.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and don't go gently, y'all. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of transformational impact abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. You're listening to The Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Barry. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is The Real Down on Paddle and Fin Podcast. We got an epic show for you tonight. We're doing something a little bit different. We're going to do a little roundtable. Got Dan Perry, Brian Schiller, and Susie Roloff with us tonight on the reel down. So uh, we're going to be talking about the state of kayak fishing, tournament kayak fishing right now. We're trying to come up with a clever name. I think we said state of the state of kayak bass fishing. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, good job, Sam. I, good job. Yeah, I tried. I like it. So anyway, that's what we're going with. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, so just, uh, some of the hosts here talking about the 2020 season and kind of where, where we're planning on going or thinking about going. I think that's a conversation that's being had a lot in the, uh, the kayak industry right now. People are trying to decide what they're fishing and, and how many events they're going to fish and where, um, we've got what's been dubbed the big three for 2020, which is bass KBF pro tour and the Hobie Bass Open Series, um, of course, a host of other regional and local events for people to choose from. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit tonight and uh, just kind of go through go through the motions on that. 
So welcome to uh, the real down, Brian and Susie. Thank you. Welcome, Thanks. welcome. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Brian. Pleasure to be back. <laughs> Brian, it's not your first rodeo here. Susie, it is. Yeah, this is Susie's first real down. Is it? I was wondering, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She's not been on the real down yet. Welcome to uh, the real down. We don't get to talk about all the fun, random things that you guys do. We just cover tournaments. Um, yeah. But we try and make it. We try and make it as fun as possible. That's because we're cooler. Yeah. We're oh. we're like the bottom. You know, there's a pyramid at Paddle and Finn, and the top is the OG show, and the bottom's oh, the real down. And you gotta you gotta work your way. Brad Brad elevated up. You know, he he uh, he got to move on. And uh, me and me and Dan are stuck here at the bottom for now. No. So you know, maybe, low, man. maybe one day we'll get a special episode like Susie or we're, get to be yeah. guest on the OG show or something. We're all equals, and you have been yeah. a guest on the OG yeah. show, and so is Susie. So DP, you're up next, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're just more equal. That's where it all started, actually. Yeah, that's right. For sure. So. For sure. Awesome, awesome. Well, it'd be good. We, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. Everybody's talking about tournaments right now. Everybody's come out with their schedule now. There's so many different things to fish, and there's a lot of turmoil in the industry, a lot of things going on, a lot of jockeying for position, whether it's being on a team or, uh, yeah, tournaments, trying to figure out what you're going to do. So a lot to talk about and a lot going on right now. For sure. I, I'd have to agree. I mean... There's been a, a lot of a lot of changes throughout the industry, just in what the past three weeks, month, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting from my point of view. Um, I think I'm the rookie. Well, Sam's a rookie too, but you know, he came from the the bass boat world. But this year was like me and Sam both jumped in head first. Uh, you know, doing a lot of lot of the trail stuff through kbf you know hobie kind of spread their wings and you know did a lot of stuff last year which was cool to see we got bass jumping on board the numerous clubs new clubs being formed in each state new trail formats i mean i know you guys had uh slay nation frankie Provolone yeah. on last Slay week. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I think that's a good starting point, right? What What is everybody's thoughts? Because there's just so much, man. And I, I, I mean, I guess I'll kick that off. You know, it's like you're scrolling through Facebook and you're seeing guys with like spreadsheets, all the schedules printed out, work schedules, trying to figure out next year. And it's almost like, this is worse than work, man. You know, trying to figure out where you're going next year. Um, you know, I think it's nice that there's options. The one opinion or the one, th not necessarily opinion, but thought I've had is, is there too much? You know, is it going to hinder turnouts, payouts, things like that for next year on these bigger trails, so to speak? Um, you know, and I know when Sam and I were up at lacrosse, I kind of mentioned that in that live stream we did with a, a bunch of the heavy hitters and, 
you know, some of them just really didn't have an answer to that. Um, so I think it'll be interesting because whoever does have the bigger turnouts, I think 2021, you're going to see more participation in them. And you may see somebody fall off the board, you know, whether it's Bass or, you know, not bringing in enough money, uh, KBF not having enough participation or, or Hobie. But I mean, all three kind of offer something different and unique, I think. Um, so, I mean, and that's the thing. you got people that are set on fishing just Hobie. Guys are fit, planning on fishing just bass, just KBF. And then, you know, you have a slew of anglers planning on fishing all three where they see fit. So, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Susie? Well, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that and watching as things have progressed in the, what, like five or six years now that I've been part of kayak fishing. So, you know, whoops, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> Susie's the true OG. Like, I'm just saying, she's been in this for a while. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I think there's going to start to be, you know, people who are going to start shifting different focuses. So we're going to start seeing our heavy hitters probably focus more on like your bigger events. You know, yeah. you're going to have your big people start turning into career anglers, you know, because that's probably what they want to do. Um, you know, whether or not they stay in the local trails or not. I mean, they might, um, but, you know, I, I don't know if I see some of them staying local or not. And then, you know, you've got the people who have been part of the clubs for, you know, maybe a year or two now who are really into it, who are going to stay with everything and kind of, you know, get their feelers put out for some of these bigger events. Because, I mean, you know, coming into kayak fishing now and when you hear and see all of these big names you're just like, holy crap, what did I get myself into? So, you know, a lot of people are probably going to be hesitant to jump into the deep end, you know, with some of these, you know, top-notch anglers until they get a good feel for everything. Or, you know, they might just dive head in and be like, I'm just going to go for it, you know. Um, but, you know, I think having a lot of options right now is always still good because, I mean, you know, there's still there's people out there who still don't know that, you know, kayak fishing exists, yeah, yeah. you know, and that they're want to they're going to want to get uh, involved in some way, shape or form. So having those, you know, local trails and clubs and organizations is still going to be pretty vital, um, you know, to kind of getting their feet wet and learning the ropes and everything and they'll learn, you know, through the clubs and groups about all the different uh, events and everything. So, but uh, yeah, I think we'll start seeing, you know, some people kind of shift off to like the big leagues, if you want to yeah, call it. Sure. Um, but uh, as far as like, you know, which clubs and organizations are going to like come out on top or stay afloat or sink, it's really hard telling. Yeah. You know, um, everybody's going to have their choice and opinion in the matter of, you know, who's the best or who has the better payouts or, you know, who's the better uh, organized club, who has everything together or, you know, who's like an actual, uh, you know, garbage show sometimes. But, you know, again, you know, it's all a matter of opinion, too. But at the end of the day, you know, what what is it in for you, you know, is what everybody's going to be asking themselves. Like, you know, do I just 
just want to participate for fun? Do I want to participate for money? Do I want to participate for the experience? You know, lots of different uh, reasons, you know, people will be choosing certain events and whatnot and location too. You know, there's a lot of awesome fisheries out there with some of these trails. So it's also going to be a matter of, yeah, I like 10 of these trails, but am I going to be able to afford to drive to all these yeah. and have entry fee for all these? So that's going to be another bigger part of it as well. So that's a huge piece right there. I think, I think location is expense. for, I think location expense for a lot of people trumps everything else. So yeah. I think when somebody is, doesn't have, um, doesn't have a this is this is the way i'm i'm bass i'm hobie i'm i'm you know kbf like if they're not hard set on one of those three i think what they look at for most people is that schedule so i think that's why you're seeing a lot of guys like brian alluded to they're talking about fishing multiple i'm one of those people in that category um i don't have a hard preference towards one i think they're all bringing something great to the table so when I'm looking at the schedules, I'm looking at, I want to fish a lot of different places. But I think for most people, it's about what's going to be closest and feasible for me. And that's kind of where they're going. But, you know, what we're seeing in the kayak industry is not just happening in the kayak industry. Like, for a long time, you had FLW and you had bass. And then you had the bass then you had MLF format come out, which was kind of like this little open thing. It, you know, the guys from FLW and Bass competed in it, and then boom, they organized and they were their own trail. So they got the big three going on in the glitter boat side right now too, right? And look at the the same thing, kind of the same turmoil that you see, and who's going to fish what, and a little bit of bickering between anglers. Um, going on at that level too, guys switching from bass to the bass pro tour and then back to bass um, you got another tournament organization that is forming as we speak for 2021 so there'll be four if someone doesn't fall off uh, on the glitter boat side so i think really what you're just seeing is like the, the growth of the sport is so strong and so fast and so many people are trying to either get a piece of the pie or try and make it better by creating their own entity. And it, it's it's bass boat and it's on the kayak side. And then like you said, Brian, last week we recorded with uh, Frankie Provolone of Slay Nation. And there's a guy who's now, he's like, he's seeing, he's grown up with the bass boat stuff. He's seeing the kayak stuff and he's like, now how do I get other people involved like the John boat guys and the guys in the canoe. Um, so I think that's what it is. It's demand. Yeah. There's so much demand right now. <clears throat> I mean, uh, there's a club like that out here too. It's, it's not slay nation. Uh, Susie might know the name of it. Um, Buster and all those guys fish it. I know Alan fished a couple of those tournaments. Oh, where... um, is it bent rods? Yeah. Bent rods. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, there's a similar thing like that too, where they're just kind of drawn all kinds of, you know, catch. boat, kayak, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, catch photo release tournaments, same thing, you know. So, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, right? Because at the same time, this the the just general 
sport of fishing is growing, I think. And you're kind of seeing a little bit more growth than you have in, God, what, the last 15, since 20 years. To, probably since yeah. 2008. 2008 yeah. was a huge growth year for, for kayak fishing. I think it was 2008, 2009, one of the fastest. Right. Uh, but I'm just talking I'm just talking fishing, fishing in yeah. general, you know. So, I mean, I, I think that's a key there, right, is, you know, along with all this explosion – Kayak fishing is getting more exposure. Uh, different types of fishing is getting exposure. More people are getting involved, which, I mean, not to skew off subject, but this day and age, I mean, that's kind of important, you know, getting people outside and doing stuff instead of, yeah. you know, sitting around computers on Skype calls, making podcasts and stuff. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's it. I think that's the that's the draw though for people is like to get away from that. It's an escape almost. Yeah. Which really you're, and then the community piece, like to actually be involved and to, you know, have conversation with someone outside of a video game or work, you know what I'm saying? Um, So I think that is the draw for, especially when we're talking about the growth of the sport from the younger generation, uh, you know, the, the high schoolers and the college kids that are coming up in the industry right now. Um, and then, of course, as we all know, the low barrier to entry with kayak fishing has always been what's, you know, gravitated people towards that. And then I think we pull people from the other elements of the fishing world because of the community. Um, but another thing Susie touched on that I, that I kind of want to talk about before we each start talking about what kind of our plans are this coming year is the pro versus Joe type thing, right? So we're we're at, again, another pivotal point in, I think, our sport where guys are like, okay, can I make a career out of this? Guys and, and gals. And gals, yeah. Guys yeah. and gals. And there are some cows that are kicking butt. Um, so watch out. But I got 20 bucks on Susie. She outfishes you. I got... <laughs> Just saying. I got... I got 50 bucks on Susie. <laughs> uh, so, because she has outfished me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think I think we're at that point, right? Like, guys are like, "Can I make a career out of this? Do I want to? Yeah. Do I want to try this?" And you know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I think this is a make or break year for a lot of people. You guys were talking about it being a make or break year, maybe for organizations. I lean more towards is it is more for the anglers, like deciding this year are you gonna are you gonna take a stab at this thing? Because look, you got to make some big sacrifices to fish. There's what twenty tournaments. That's not overlapping tournaments. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, twenty non overlapping tournaments on the pro quote unquote um side like you got to make some really big sacrifices financially with your family with your work um to do that so i think i think it'll be interesting to see um what things look like after this year and and to susie's point some people are really gonna kind of start to take that that role of being the top dogs after this year you know what I'm saying? You got like the Iconellis, Gerald Swindles, Kevin Van Dams, Jordan Lees of the bass boat side. We already have that somewhat, 
but those are going to be more solidified after this coming season, I think. Well, that's a good point. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with the make or break. I think I think you're going to see some guys get broken and possibly gals. You know what I mean? Because I'll be honest, like that's the one, probably the most important lesson I learned this season was the amount of money I spent in travel expenses, uh, tournament fees, just just the expense portion. And not only that, but just just being gone, you know? I mean, you know, I currently have that flexibility with my job where I can kind of make it work that way. But that was the thing. Like, after I get back home, now I'm playing catch-up on work. And that'll drain you real quick. And then two weeks later, you're hitting the road again. It, it, that is like, and I know I've talked about this on other podcasts, you know, it's like the first three days is badass, but after that you're like, this sucks. I just want to go home and like talk to my kids, tuck them into bed or something like that. I mean, Mm -hmm. granted my children are older. I'm not necessarily tucking my 16 and 17 year old into bed anymore that's weird but you know i mean it it, i don't know man it's hard to put into words yeah 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 and but but that expense portion especially you know i know sam and i have had private conversations about the kbf pro tour we fished it this year with hopes that we would fish it again coming into 2020 and when that schedule got released i'm like there's no way in hell there is no way in hell I am fishing all those events. They are so spread out. Um, you got events that take place within two weeks of each other, I think like three times throughout the season, and they are spread out. So, like, what do you do? Go down, fish for a week, fish the tournament, come home for a week, and then head back down south or whatever. You do not. Yeah, you stay on the road. That's yeah. and, that, and that's the thing. When you look at Bass and when you look at FLW, these guys are road warriors. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and this is the this is the exact same thing that they're doing and it's just it's new for us, but it's it's not new to the industry. And you talk about the expense and the sacrifice and stuff like that. Like you there are guys who put liens on their houses. Yep. Max out Tons of credit credit cards, cards. yep. you know, and all for a hope and a shot to have a good season and qualify for the next season with enough money to fish again. And you know what happens? Some guys qualify, but they don't make enough money and they can't do it. Some guys end up coming home, following bankruptcy and living in a trailer, you know, and rebuilding. And then there are those guys who they go out and they outfish and they they get a couple lucky breaks and they hit it big and their careers are made um and that's the gamble that we all take and it's you know same thing golf is the same way you know any any pay-to-play sport that you know until you've made a name for yourself where you got people helping you out you you're gambling anytime you go out there on the water if you're trying to make it big like that so uh you know, that's just, it's just part of it. Um, when you want to take on that "quote unquote" pro or even semi-pro uh, title. Well, I mean, you, you know, I'm go yeah, ahead, Dan. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm I'm really surprised now that we have so many trails. I'm surprised because the travel's so tough. 
and the expense is so tough of the traveling that a like a series hasn't said we're going to stay in our zone and we're going to have a pro series for kind of like they're doing out in California. It's California. That's their own thing. That somebody didn't because I've heard so many people complain that there isn't enough Northeast tournaments. Yeah, I can't believe somebody hasn't said. Boom, we're going to own the Northeast. Hobie or somebody else might have one tournament up here, but we're going to lock this corner of the cotton, you know, of our country out, and this is going to be ours, and it's going to be a pro level for this region to make. Because I'm going to fish a little bit of everything next year just because they're coming within range, you know, of how many I can fish and the times a year and just time off from work. So it's I think it's strange that a, one of them hasn't said, we're going to stay in our lane and we're going to be the best at this area sure. other than what the California people are doing. You, I mean, you don't consider the KBF Trail Series to be that? A little, yeah. But, I mean, they're still The payouts the aren't there level, to right? survive on yeah. that. I mean. And, and that's, that, that's kind of another thing that surprised me about K, if you look at KBF right now, I would be looking at if I were in chat or whoever's run the show, what differentiates my trail from another one? Hobie, you don't have engines. California stuff's way out there. Nobody else doing that except for one Hobie. Um, and kind of the bass is going to, they're going to take their structure that they do with Bass Nation and they're just going to put it on top of kayak fishing. And that's great and it should work. But I, I would think if I were working with KBF, I would say, how can we be different? How can we be different for the people that really want to be pro? Let, let's have five hundred dollar entry fees, a thousand dollar entry fees. Well, bass is bass isn't going to do that. Hobie, their big thing is marketing. They're marketing their own stuff. It's a hundred percent payout. KBF can be like, we're going to do something different. It will be the real elite tour of kayak fishing. I, I'm surprised that nobody has done that either. Well, I think KBF's the originator, right? So you're, yeah. these these others are spinoffs because KBF they started the platform. So you know, sure. do they do they need to be different? They need to always be evolving. Um, I would yeah. say that, yeah, yeah. but I think I think they they do still offer some unique things to their series. Um, again, I don't think there's a wrong or a right here. Yeah, well, I, th I think it's just you know you you go out and you fish what suits you and and I think that's something everybody needs to remember too. It's no, just fishing. No, I completely agree. I completely agree one hundred percent. I think the big thing is right going back to when I was talking about like what are numbers going to be turnouts, which then in return affects payouts. You know, if you got all these different series local clubs and people are spread thin and you only got 40 people 60 people yeah. showing up to an event you're not surviving off a win in first place you yeah. know with a 200 hundred dollar entry fee it's kind of what i was getting at you know and i know you know kbf originally said when the flw thing was still in the works you know they were talking like four to five hundred dollar entry fees so that's you know, kind of double what they're looking at now, which, you know, if you got a decent turnout, which that's going to draw in a lot of anglers because there is going to be that paycheck down the road. So I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see, 
You know, I'm yeah. not saying anyone is better than the other or, you know, like Sam said, I think, you know, guys are just going to fish whatever, and gals are going to fish whatever they want to fish. Um, and it's just going to be interesting to see how next year unfolds for sure. The, the biggest, like the most unfortunate part, I think right now is the trails don't have enough money coming into them in order to offer the larger payouts and the anglers don't have enough exposure yet and enough respect i think within the industry to get the larger sponsorship deals because again i you know i keep going back to the bass boat side but i like to compare because we're in a similar state on the bass boat side everybody thinks pros are pros because they win a bunch of money in tournament earnings well it's not necessarily the case most of them, some of them they do. Like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's be real. Sure. Like, some of them have made hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars. But a lot of them, they're they're promoters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what they get paid to be. They get paid to be professional promoters more than they get paid to be professional anglers. Um, ang- being an angler is their platform. But, you know, a lot of that income that they have, because it is not cheap to fish at that level. I mean, yeah. what, 40 K just to get, just to get in, in the door before travel expenses. Um, so, you know, I think we're just, we're, unfortunately, we're just not there yet where we have the ability to get big title sponsors as anglers. I mean, some guys are starting to get some money and that's great. And that will continue to evolve but we're just kind of in between. So right now I think everybody's kind of sacrificing a little bit um, with the hopes that, you know, a year or two down the road, um, things look a little different. Yeah, I agree with that. So is, (laughs) I I mean, it's still hard for me to wrap my head around a professional. I understand that's where we're going, a professional kayak fisherman. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I listened to the, and not talk about another podcast, but Ike Live, Jody Queen was on there, said he spent, he fished, tw- I think, 22 tournaments last year. It cost him $7,500, and that's how much it cost him for Just travel. tournament expenses. fees? Yeah. Well, I, I think that was everything he said, 7500 No, no way. way. Maybe that, uh-huh. No yeah. way. Yeah, no, no way. way. Hey, that's what he said. Don't, don't <laughs> no. give me. I but could tell a, you I probably spent about that much just just finishing fishing central this year. <laughs> yeah. So what whatever it was, even though he won twenty you know, twenty grand at the end of the year and he did great in a lot of other tournaments, how much did he make? I mean, how much did he clear? Thirty grand? I'm not saying that I don't think he won he make, cleared that much after expenses, no way. Yeah. I don't either. But to make that much I know he has a, you know, he's an artist, so he has some income there. But to make, you know, if you're making thirty grand a year, you're living your dream, and that's awesome. But yeah, well, and that's 30, just it too, you know. Like I'd love to do, but you know, that that's not. What, I don't know if that's necessarily my dream anymore. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, and that's something to establish too, right? Like what one person pictures is a. A yeah, perfect sure. life isn't going to match up to the next person, and I think that's that's the key here, right? Because, you know, Jody's perfectly fine with sleeping in his truck, going to tournament, tournament, you know, fishing, and what he his success he's had, I'm 
it's paying his bills and whatever. I mean, you know, that's great if that's like what he's setting out to do, but you're not going to make the, uh, F you money fishing out of a kayak quite yet. You know what I mean? Where you're just wiping your rear with hundred dollar bills ain't happening. And I mean, even in the big bass boat world, you're not necessarily seeing that either. So is, is that what somebody's ultimate dream would be? It would be to make just enough, you know, to do well, live your dream. You're on a road, traveling, fishing, having a good life. Is that your dream or is the ultimate dream to move up, to to go with the bass boat side? I mean, sure. I, I haven't heard that discussed yet. Yeah. Is that what... I think yeah. I think that's a great great question because you don't hear that you know are some guys stuck in a kayak or are they are they looking to make enough money at kayak fishing to move up into that boat world where the bigger money is and and things like that I've always thought about that too I've never really yeah. talked about it you know I mean me personally I got no interest in zipping around in a brand new skeeter even though I made a joke the other day about it but. You know, it's. I, mean, I sold the Ranger. I I don't want it. That's where I came from. Yeah, I don't want to go back. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy, man. I, you know, I'm sure there are some people. I'll tell you who I personally think is doing it right. You know, like something that I think I would want to do, but unfortunately, with my circumstances right now, I can't. But Christine and AJ traveling yeah. around in a travel trailer, seeing the country. You know, oh, granted, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, AJ's got his yeah. job with Hobie, so he's stopping, seeing dealers, you know, putting on tournaments. Christine's fishing, you know, winning. Um, I think she just got some deal writing for a magazine or something like that, I think I saw. Um, I mean, until the kids are 18, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I've already told them, boot. See ya. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. You know, and kind of segueing off of this too is uh, people have had to find other means to make income in the meantime. Yeah. So, you know, it's not just finding like a second job, um, but like, you know, YouTube, like people posting videos on there, you know, you can make money doing that if you know how to do it right. So, you know, if people are clever and creative enough, you know, they could find different ways to try to get some income to help, you know, with those expenses and everything. But yeah, like you guys were saying, you know, like what, you know, why isn't there really like this top elite, um, club or trail? I think it's just, um, uh, like you were saying, you know, we're kind of at that segue point where we're not quite there yet. We're kind of hovering, in a zone right now where, you know, we are noticed by some of these bigger companies and they're like, Oh, Hey, you know, this is kind of a big deal to people. So I think they're just going to kind of see, you know, where things go for now, but also, you know, you take a look at some of the really big name tournaments and the bodies of water that they have the tournaments on. And you look at the numbers of people that have, you know, signed up for it and competed in entry fees. You know, that it's a lot of time and it's a lot of money for organizations and sponsors to you know, invest in these types of things, you know, so I I guarantee you that there are companies who are watching and looking at all these numbers and trying to figure out, is this worth an investment to us right now to invest into 
show, you know, or whatever it may be. So I think it's bound to happen. It's just a matter of, you know, who's going to finally be like, all right, we're the elite series now, you know, it's $5,000 entry fee, but you're guaranteed, you know, $75,000 to $100,000 first plate or whatever it may be type of thing. Paying down to 50 places. Yeah. 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 Yeah, It's, it's coming. It's coming. You, you know, you're spot on there. I, 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 I do personally believe we will see many people, make a quote-unquote living from kayak fishing but that consists of not just tournament fishing that consists of doing youtube stuff you know running some type of remote business um all those things you know being an affiliate marketer all of those things are, are are key components to that but yeah absolutely that stuff's coming and i think a lot of times we 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 spend too much time focusing on what we uh, think are maybe the negatives or things that can improve and we should we need to we need to have some focus on that because that's how things improve but i think a lot of times we take for granted like how great things are so early on in this sport to have yeah. these many options and to be fishing world-class fisheries and yes. you know doing it at a cost that we can act we all want the bigger entry fee or the bigger payouts but then you start talking about the bigger entry fees and now less people can get involved in it and you know so there are some really great things about what we got going on in the kayak in- industry and i i hope people take a, a chance to every once in a while to kind of reflect on that and think about that because uh, it is, it's awesome. That's why we all love it. And that's why we're all so passionate about it. And that's why we're talking about it like this. Um, and that's why you see the bickering and the the back and forth and the, the opinions is because everyone is super passionate about what they're doing. Um, and, you know, they want to make it better. I, I rarely think it is actually coming from a dark place. Sure. I think, I think most yeah. of the decisions and things that you see happening in the industry are, are coming from a good place, you know, but, uh, you know, like everything else in the world right now, it gets spin negatively a lot. And that's where the focus tends to be, unfortunately, but, uh, there are plenty more positives than negatives. I can assure you that if you started writing them down. Completely yep. agree. Completely agree. Yep. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you look at five years ago, how many local clubs and organizations were there? How many big uh, tournaments were there for kayak fishing? There wasn't a whole lot to choose from. And now here we are five years later, I have more options than I know what to do with. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting <laughs> you know? where we're going to go pro. Are we going to go pro <laughs> exactly. with bass? Are we going to go pro <laughs> right. with KBS? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. good problem to have. And, and, and man, like so – and there's still – even though we're at that level, we still have the grassroots options for these yeah. people, young anglers to get involved. And like we were talking about earlier, get more people off their phones and outdoors. And that's awesome. No, I completely agree, man. I mean, you look at the young guns we got already involved in the community. I mean, I think that's huge. And, you know, that that's one thing, dude, that uh, I'll, I'll never forget that moment at the trail championship when Hoover gave uh, Fuqua a scholarship, college scholarship, dude. dude his his old man. Oh, dude, I I'm I got chills right now, dude. Yes, I can. I can picture his just old kidding. man just bawling like a baby, dude. Yeah. I mean, that is huge. Like, you know, that's. I mean, yeah, you are having some of that stuff happen at the high school level, 
you know, kids are earning scholarships into some of these fishing colleges and stuff like that. But yeah, the I school mean, I went to, they're, they're getting at Montebello here, not far from me. I fished on the team, and now those kids get like almost full ride scholarships. They have their I'm own so dorm. <laughs> they they have places to park their boats underneath <laughs> their custom dorm. They get to go fishing all over the country and hunt free. It's crazy, I man. I'm I love so it. mad that, like, you know, my high school that I went to now has, like, a fishing team. Yeah. I'm so yeah. pissed. Same here. Like... How much better at school I would have been if there was an option to <laughs> right. 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 Oh, my God. I know. I completely agree. I kicked my son <laughs> in the ass. He's... I would have had A's. Yeah. They got, a bass... right? they got a bass team at my son's school. He's like, yeah, I don't want nothing to do with that. I'm like, dude, what are you That's doing? you yeah. If you well, didn't do it, he'd be all about it. Oh, if yeah. If we were yeah. into video games, he'd be like, that's nah, stupid. I want a bass fish. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right, Mr. Jones. You're probably right. But. All right. So let's get to it. What's everybody fishing next year? That's the big question, right? All right. Who wants to start? Mine might take a while. So. Yeah. I know you've got a loaded schedule. Well, you right. start then, Sam. What are you doing, man? Who, me? Are you just taking a year off? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've kind of heard some back and forth. You didn't know what you were doing. <clears throat> there, There is a lot of back and forth with me. I That's the thing, man. Like, you know, I was pretty pretty set going into this season. Uh, I kind of made up that that decision last fall about this time or last winter on what I was going to do, but, uh, looking at next season, I really don't know. Um, honestly, I think I'll stay local. Um, that's what I'm kind of considering. Uh, I may try to fish my local club. Maybe. And, uh, come on, Brian. And then, uh, you know, I got, uh, Bass and Hobie are both going to be up on the Mississippi and Lacrosse. That's three and a half hours from me. I know Sam's like twisting my arm to come down and fish that tournament in Indiana. Um, you're either coming to that or or you're coming down to the. Well, I'll hold off. We'll wait. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to one of our listeners uh, just two days ago, Jacob Ruff. I forget who's doing a tournament on madison chain but one of the wisconsin clubs and he was kbl's doing a madison chain tournament too is it the but whole, yeah, there's like the what, three, is there's it like the, two or three wisconsin trails now, or yeah. something yeah is kbl's the whole chain or is it just going to be one lake no i think we're going to do like two or three of the lakes oh, well yeah. I could tell you, I fell in love with that Madison chain. So if there's an open weekend and there's an event on Madison, I want to be there. <laughs> well, there you go. Even though I got my butt handed to me by a 15-year-old. <laughs> hey, I started out the day leading, and then I got my butt handed to me by a 15-year-old. <laughs> okay, so real quick, let's tell a funny. All right. So get this. All right. So Madison was what? Uh, third tournament, second tournament of Central? Third. Third, third tournament of Central. Third. Okay, so by that time, I hadn't I hadn't gone to the dark side and got a motor yet. I was still fishing, <laughs> out, the, still fishing out of the bona fide, but I was like, proud to paddle. I'm not getting a motor, right? So that, that was the... Hashtag then, proud to paddle. 
Yeah, and then I and then I went to the dark side, and I I felt the force uh, and the strength of the dark side, and I loved it, and I, I'll never go back. But <laughs> so anyway, sorry I've been watching too much Star Wars on Disney's Plus. Thank you Disney's Plus, I love you. Um, so Madison, third tournament of the year. I don't have a motor yet, and in practice, you know, caught some fish, whatever. Well, I found this area that was just loaded, loaded with good fish. And, and so I decided I was going to fish there. And we had heavy winds the first first day. It wasn't too bad in the morning, but the afternoon was really bad. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the ramp that I was going to go out of was shut down for some stupid Ironman event. No offense to you, Ironman oh, people. Oh, yeah, that's right. But it, I forgot it was about shut that. down. So... That killed me because like I now had to. No. No. Oh, okay. Like Sorry. like swimming, running. Oh, okay, okay. You know, not fighting Hulk and other people. It was a uh, triathlon. <laughs> right. So this really quick funny story is getting really long. So <laughs> anyway, so it shut down my secondary area, and I now had to launch from a ramp that was like miles and miles and miles away from my primary spot. I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to paddle all the way down there. I paddled for like an hour and a half in the morning, got to my spot, absolutely crushed them all day long, literally cast after cast. And then the wind started kicking up and I was like, now this hour and a half paddle is going to be a three hour paddle. And it was, (laughs) it was a three hour paddle. So three hour paddle. Susie, you ran this event. You know that most all of the big fish were caught in the last hour of this event. I was on good fish all day. I never just I never got any of the giants, right? But they were getting bigger as the day went. So I had to leave early. I'm not kidding you. There was a ramp on my spot that I didn't know about. It was a canoe launch, a public canoe launch. <laughs> on my spot that I did not know about until I was leaving and coming home from the tournament and I saw the sign from the road that said canoe launch and looked it up. Good job, I could have had four to five more hours of fishing that day <laughs> and not had to paddle in four-foot waves. Oh, man. That's funny. So, lesson learned. Always do your research on every public launch in the air. Yeah. Might just win you a tournament. Well, anyway. I, I had an issue too with the, with ramps because uh, there was a ramp like legit 50 yards from my spot, but it didn't open till 6 and launch was at oh, like, what, 4.30 in the morning? So I had to pedal like three miles to get to my spot. That mm. still would have been better. I would have rather waited two hours yeah. than four hours worth of paddling. Yeah. But... Yeah, it man, oh, I'll never ever live that one down. Like I'm so mad at myself to this day. Like I don't know. Maybe nothing would have changed. Maybe I would have never caught a bigger fish, you know, but I think I could have. It was literally cast after cast. They were stacked up um and getting bigger and uh yeah. So anyway, all right, Brian. So you you're you're on the fence though, huh? You don't you know? <laughs> Well, I I'll say this. Anybody that wants to fish the Bassmaster on Logan Martin, I'll give you a free place to stay. All the paddling fin guys. So if you want to fish that one, I know it's a ways for you. You'll have a free place to stay. Oh, man. 
I'm, I'm, uh, I'm only an hour away. And but the bad thing about Logan Martin is there's not a whole lot of ramps. Yeah, so, I heard that. But, somewhere. But, but they but they allow motors, so you know if you have a motor. Yeah. That's Brian's cool. coming. Brian's coming. Don't worry. I'll talk him into it. <laughs> but, like, here's the thing about that event, though, and and, and I want to say this real quick. So it's the first ever, right? So that's big. You have a chance to go on the classic stage. If you didn't listen to our podcast uh, yeah. when we covered this, that was covered. It was covered in Find KTN as 10. well. Yeah. Top 10, you got a chance to go on the Bassmaster Classic stage, which is amazing. Also, though, besides from all of that, when we're talking about going pro and getting sponsors and making a name for yourself in the industry, the tournament's on Thursday. You got the Bassmaster Classic Expo and the tournament itself the following week, you know, four days. There is no better place to get exposure and to get your name out there and build your personal brand and get in having conversations with companies than to go to the Bassmaster Classic Expo. Like I tell you from personal experience, that is the best place to do it. Um, as well as you get to watch a lot of really great live coverage and learn a lot about fishing Gunnersville, which, oh, by the way, a month afterwards, the national championship is there. So I think this is an event that should be on everybody's mind who is serious about kayak fishing in 2020 at the national level. That's just my personal opinion. Now, Brian, prove me otherwise, but you're coming. Um, <laughs> is it, isn't there another big event that same weekend, like a Hobie or a KBF event or something? Not, not a Hobie. Oh. Well, maybe on... No, no, there's not. Nothing scheduled around. Oh, it. it's uh, it's uh, Lake Fork and Caddo Lake, where I think there's a Hobie and a KBF event going on or something. No, cat or so bass, Caddo... bass and KBF or something. That's not till later though, isn't it? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Caddo was moved. <clears throat> that is now the championship, and in place of Caddo, uh, they put another tournament. I don't remember what it was on the KBF, but nothing is that weekend. In fact, I don't even think Hobie has a tournament in April. Um, I if I remember so. right. So, um, it doesn't yeah. matter either way. Yeah. Right. Cause you you're coming. Try to convince me later. <laughs> All yeah. right. What we'll, are you we'll fishing? Move on to Susie then. Oh, Susie. Oh, me? Yeah. Susie. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Susie. Ladies first. Go to me. Brian. Oh, okay. And then Susie. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <Ouch>. well, <laughs> yeah. Um, there is going to be a significant change for me next year. Um, this year I was, uh, the main director for Great Lakes Kayak Fishing Series, and I'm also on staff with, uh, KBL. And, and, uh, next year I'm actually going to be stepping down uh, from Great Lakes. Um, I've been with them for, God, it'll be like five years, um, with, Everything that I have kind of going on um, next year, <laughs> I've decided I uh, kind of need to take a break <laughs> and uh, give myself time to kind of um, compete for myself and kind of do what I want to do. Um, I kind of jumped headfirst into the whole kayak fishing thing because I did my first tournament with uh, Great Lakes and asked them how everything worked. And uh, they were just like, well, come be on staff and you'll find out. And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> and so, you know, I've been doing it with them for, for so long. You know, that's kind of all I've ever known. So I'm kind of wanting to kind of step back 
you know, because I've gotten the behind the scenes right away. But I feel like, you know, I might have missed out a little bit on some of the competitor part of it. I mean, but not really. But kind of in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm just kind of wanting a break from, you know, that higher responsibility and, you know, planning and everything. It's it's not that I don't like it or anything. It's just I need a break. You need some <laughs> you <I> time. <laughs> Right. And I want to have some fun, um, you know, doing some other different tournaments, not having to worry about, you know, oh, did I make the Facebook post or, oh, you know, keeping track of the spreadsheets and all that other stuff and whatnot. So it's just going to be kind of a, a little bit of a peace of mind just to not have as much as on my plate next year, too. So um, so that'll be the biggest change for me. Um, I'm going to be starting off with, uh, the championship, um, of course, in Gunnersville at the, uh, end of March and April. And then let's see here. I got my calendar up. So I marked a lot of different things on here. I haven't a hundred percent decided on some of these other ones, but, um, uh, KBL, I'll be going to a majority of those tournaments. Um, so their first one is uh, April 26th, and that's in Mazonia Lakes. And then I'm probably going to do Michigan Kayak Trail again this year or next year. Uh, it was just a lot of fun, you know, getting kind of a different uh, immersion into another uh, trail and different group of people and just different um, – you know, different lakes and different part of um, the U.S., you know, it was just great to kind of experience that. So I really like that. Let's um, be honest. You just want to take the title from Dusty. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, though. I was going to say she's just there for the smallmouth, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Well, that and Lake St. Clair. I mean. See all the above. <laughs> <laughs> right. I dig it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll be uh, doing some of their events. Um, and I know in, let's see here, is it April? They've got them back to back. No, they don't. Do they? God, I got so many things. My calendar see? is like. Right here's the problem. Right I, here. But, but what I did was is I put everything on my calendar that I was interested in or that I was like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to do this. But I haven't really taking the time to actually like dig deep into, okay, what am I actually going to go to? What am I going to actually like invest in as far as travel wow. and entry fees and whatnot? So there's a lot of stuff that I like and that I want to go to, but at the end of the day, it's just like, what can I really afford and what's actually feasible for right. me to I feel do? You. I feel so, um, but yeah, we've, uh, I know Great Lakes, uh, we're already talking about doing another banner tournament again next year. Um, and then KBL's doing a banner tournament as well. So obviously I'll be at those, <laughs> um, which will be great. Susie's backyard. And that's right. Obviously I'll uh, go and uh, win those ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then let's see here, looking into June, of course, there's the, the Lake St. Clair on that's on the six. So I'm super excited for that. And then man, every year this happens, I've kept on saying that I'm going to do the Hobie open on Kentucky Lake, but every year there's always like three or four events on that same weekend. Yeah. 
So the KBL Open is that weekend. And I think there was something else. Gerby's got like their Mazonia trail now too. So it's just like, yeah. So I'm like, well, depending on how things are going that time of year, like I'd love to do the Hobie, but it's also going to be a matter of how much PTO I have. Sure. (laughs) Because I'll be taking, you know, that week off at the end of March and beginning of April. And then I'll have to save a lot of it because coming up in July, we haven't really announced this yet though. Have we, what we're doing in July? No, keep that secret. Uh Oh, no, Uh -uh. breaking news. No, we're not talking about that yet. That's top secret information. Um, uh, (laughs) but my family has been talking about a, uh, a family vacation up in, um, uh, Manaqua. Oh, cool. And so, yeah, I'm Nicaragua. thinking about, uh, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Managua. Nicaragua. It's like northern Wisconsin. It's like Minaqua. a six-and-a-half-hour drive for oh, okay. me. So, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's like the like third or fourth week of July. So I'll be kind of up there. And then I've been eyeing the KBF Trail in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my girl. (laughs) Right. Um, so I'm eyeing that one and that's going to be huge. You want to talk about a chance at a good payout? That's going to be like, you know, you were at IKA on the white river. Like think about the turnout there. Plus all the Southern guys, you know, like we're, that one's going to, that one's going to be big. Yeah. I was that event. I was like, Holy smokes! I couldn't believe the amount of people that turned up for that event. Yeah, that was that was huge. awesome. They had huge like 90, 90 something people, right? Oh, there was like what a hundred when there close to hundred. Uh, I don't know. It was. I it knew was it was close there. to a hundred. It was in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that. So, yeah, that that event and the uh, KBF Lake Saint Clair event. Those were the two, two biggest, biggest events. Yeah. Well, besides championship, um, those were the two biggest events that I'd been to. Well, the Michigan Kayak Trail had a bunch, too. So their first event, yeah, had like near 100, I believe. So, yeah, yeah. some decent ones. Um, but, but, yeah, I've got the uh, I've got the White River on my calendar <laughs> for August. Nice. As well. nice. Yep, yep. And then let's see here. Then we're looking at the end of August, which I know KBL has their championship uh, to be determined on a Wisconsin lake that's still in the works. And then we're looking into September. You know the inside scoop. Where's it at, Susie? We actually have not chosen a place yet. <laughs> we. Good try. It's a good try. It's, it's hard because, like, we want to choose – a good body of water, Lake Geneva. you know, <laughs> dude, the boat traffic <laughs> in on August. That, yeah. August would be horrible. Would kill somebody like you want to talk about people getting hit by boats. Somebody, at least one person would get run over by a boat at Geneva. Brock Howell, sign up for KBL brother. Repeat. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh God. He's a good yeah. sport. It's all good. He is. He is. Yes. I know. We had talked about it, too. We're like, well, do we want to do it before the season opens? But we can't really do that. And then, like, you know, later in season, but... Yeah. <coughs> then you know, you're competing just... with TOC and Trails Championship, Pro Tour Championship, so... Yep. 
so yeah, it's just a matter of finding a good body of water that has decent um, ramps, good fishery and whatnot. So yeah, that's just been the challenge of it all. So like, I mean, you can find good fisheries four hours north, you know, do we want to make people travel that far? So sure. yeah. Sure, sure, it's sure. just been kind of hard. So, um, but then, uh, of course, in September is the uh, the salmon tournament uh, for Great Lakes. I uh, will definitely be doing that. That's like salmon. That's, like... <laughs> salmon. <laughs> that's that is one of my ultimate favorite tournaments. Um, and just being up there to fish for salmon. I mean, yeah. it's it's so much fun. Definitely. And then let's see here the Crossroads event. Um, I'll probably be helping out with that again, most likely if I don't make it on a team or whatever. You're making um, it. <laughs> I did. I honestly, I did kind of give up a little bit um, with KBO with points and stuff like that, just because I had already been in the mindset that I wasn't going to be going. But then I was like, yeah, I could have totally made it if I really tried. <laughs> so, so it is just... it. <laughs> Is it fair to say that you're going to be focused more on being an angler next year and, and you know, growing yourself in that respect than yeah. Susie, the tournament director and yep. promoter? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you think do you think that you're doing that just because you want that break or do you think that's that's a transition in y- your your story here? Like, it, are you are you wanting to become more of that? semi or pro angler semi-pro um, semi-pro right yeah you know i've thought about that and i don't know if i'm quite at that point yet um i i want to test the waters a little bit just to kind of see um this year you know i did test it a little bit especially with you know like michigan kayak trailer whatever um but you know then i had some things uh not go well, go so well for me, um, vehicle wise <laughs> and other things just crept up. So it was just like, okay. <laughs> and then, you know, being a Turner director and everything, it was just like, everything kind of just kept on piling up on my plate. So I'm just like, okay, I need to kind of change some things for next year. But, um, next year, you know, I just, I really want to focus on just, you know, me and my skills and just, you know, also, enjoying the events as well you know because a lot of times you know being a director or staff member or whatever you know there's always that responsibility that hangs on you you know like you'll have people message you about hey you know whatever it may be (laughs) or you know somebody's trying to upload fish but they can't and they want to send them to me or whatever it may be you know so it's just like you just focus can never be on the fishing yep yep so it's just going to be nice to just, you know, be me and do me for a while. So, Nice. Yeah. Well, right. good luck with that. I'm excited to see you do you. And I'm also nervous uh, to compete against you if I have to, if you're actually <laughs> focused on fishing. So, um, but right. uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... In the grand scheme of things, you know, I'm still fairly new into bass fishing because, I mean, I've really only done it for five and a half, six years. So, you know, I still have a ton to learn, you know, which this winter, you know, I'm going to try to focus more on learning how to 
like, you know, read maps and integrate it in with my uh, fish finder. Cause that, that whole topic for me is still foreign to me, <laughs> you know, like I know what I'm looking at and everything, but just understanding, you know, how, how to work points, how to look at points, you know, how to understand, um, drop-offs and ledges. Like I get certain concepts, but just kind of really trying to understand it, you know, better. So I can kind of, yeah, yeah. And pick up on things, you know, that I probably have overlooked or just haven't really understood because I'm just, you know, so new into it or still not certain of what I'm doing. But uh, yeah, definitely going to take some time to, you know, brush up on my my knowledge and my skills and everything. That's going to make Susie even more dangerous. (laughs) Watch out, boys. I think we need to mislead some information to her (laughs) if we want a chance. (laughs) And and, and that's really a big part of every year is kind of assessing where you're at. Yeah. Seeing where your holes are in your game and totally. how you want to get better. If if you're not doing that at the end of the year, then you're stagnating and you're just not getting any better. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, and, and I upgraded my boat too. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't rub it in. Start with a three, in with a sixty. <laughs> I haven't gotten that yet. No, I've just oh. got the uh, I got the Pro Wrangler 14. So I have that. That's going to be my own personal boat. So I can do whatever I want to it. So I'm going to really kind of um, not like fancy it up, but, you know, I'm going to put some lights on it um, and just yeah, and just have it set up the way that I want. And uh, I'm going to actually try to make my own hobie like h crate type thing because like you know 100 bucks or more for those things and i'm just like i already have a crate i could probably you know jimmy rig something together and i've got the the h rails still when i had modified my outback i still have a long rail and i'm like well i could just cut those and figure out how to mount them on my h crate or or my uh, milk crate and then just do it from there so i'm like yeah i'll work on that this winter so you go i like it <laughs> but, but uh yeah it's, uh the spring um probably in march or so uh i'll find out which uh kayak i'll be getting from uh quest for my dealer boat so fingers crossed mm-hmm. <laughs> 360 360 360 360 oh, all right. right well awesome like i said i'm excited for you so uh that's gonna be fun to watch and uh hopefully we'll have you on the reel down talking about some of your some of your wins, Big wins oh later gosh, on in the season. That that was the only goal that I didn't accomplish this year, you know. And looking back and all the goals that I did set for myself this year, like that the only goal I didn't accomplish was winning a tournament. And I was like, you know what? That's actually pretty damn good, you yeah. know, because my my number one goal was to try to figure out a way how to get back on as a Hobie fishing team member. You know, I I started talking to dealerships in Wisconsin. That is like how like serious like yeah, desperate but like serious. I was just like, you know, this is all I've known. This this is my passion. This is all I this is what I want to represent. And it just it it finally finally worked out. So yeah, awesome. awesome. Yeah, buddy. Well, you know. <laughs> Another Paddle and Fin podcast guy uh, just signed a big deal. Got, got put on a team. Fancy got put pants. on a team. Yeah. Fancy pants. Right in the right in team native. Yep. 
this uh, I, I, this I got on as everybody else was getting off. <laughs> <laughs> they opened the door. They opened the door. Like, hey, hey, welcome to the team. See you later. <laughs> like, I, you know, like, I showed up to the party and everybody was like, oh, to hell with this. We're getting out of here. <laughs> yes, that was it. It was because of you, Dan. Uh, we'll roll with that. Yeah. Uh, hey, so... But- but, you know, big deal. Starting off, you know, that's a 2020 deal. You got signed there. So that starts off the year right for you. So where's your head in this? You know, where? what are you thinking about fishing? You know, I'm actually going the other way. The My big goal next year is there's two trails. And next week we're going to have two of the – we're going to have an all-Alabama show where it's going to be the director of – uh, North Alabama kayak anglers and Iron City kayak anglers, which is Birmingham, if you didn't know. That's Iron City or Magic City, too. And uh, because it sprang up overnight, that's why it's magic. I, I don't know. Whoever named that, <laughs> I, I don't like it, but it's the Magic City. So They call me Magic Man. <laughs> now you see magic. me, now you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, So really, my number one goal next year is... Like, I think you need to be the big dog in your own yard before you try to go somewhere else. And I've never been like last year. I got seventh. I just I, I mostly fish North Alabama kayak anglers and they usually have 70, 80 people. So it's the biggest trail in Alabama. And um, I got seventh there for angler of the year if i went and taken a picture with some with a boat at a store i could have gotten fifth but the but next year and that was a, a a way to drive people into the store and that's cool it was just a couple hours away from me and it wasn't worth it for me to do it but the my goal next year is angler of the year for iron city nice. we have a bunch of tournaments here and so that's my number one goal i'm going to fish kind of a mix of other big tournaments and I want to do well in those. So my secondary goal would be tournament of champions. Obviously everybody wants to make it to that. Um, so I'm starting off with Lake Seminole and I won't go over the iron city stuff because most people don't know about them. We'll talk about that next week, but, um, and there are some super like legit sticks. Uh, Lance Cooley is one of them. I mean, if you've never heard that name before, he will take your money. He's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there's some guys on North Alabama too, who are just as good as they get. And if they ever go to regional in the big tournaments, everybody should watch out. But the, um, the first one I'm going to fish the Hobie on Lake Seminole. I've never fished there before, but yeah, I, it's somewhere I've always wanted to fish. My old bass boat partner caught an eight down there and just rubbed it in for a year and a half that he's caught this giant fish down there and won a tournament. So I got to fish Seminole, and it's it's cool because me and my family are going. I have a three year old, and my wife obviously, we're going to go down there and camp the weekend before and do some fishing. Nice. And uh, it's only four and a half hours from me, so not too bad. So Lake Seminole, and then Logan Martin for bass. It's an hour away. If a chance to stand on the Bassmaster Classic stage, childhood dream. There's no way I'm going to miss that. And bass is here in Birmingham, so. Just uh, definitely looking forward to that one. I love Logan Martin. It's a, uh, it's kind of tough to that time of year to find big fish like Logan Martin. There's a ton of fish in that lake, 
but it's hard to find the bigger ones, the fours and the fives to really make a, a fat sack. So, uh, yeah, so that'd be a fun tournament. The And really the only other big ones that I'm fishing are going to be the Hobie on Akusa River here. That's in October, the end of the year. Hopefully the Tournament of Champions and kind of the other two that I've been looking at were the KBF on Pickwick. I love Pickwick. That one's in March, which is a spawn tournament on Pickwick, Tennessee River. That's It's more of an off. whenever I think Pickwick, Wilson, Wheeler, I think offshore kind of bite most of the time. That's why I love to go fish out there, like right at the post-spawn, early summer. The bite's crazy out there and getting offshore, and that's fun. But uh, a spawn tournament on Pickwick, that sounds like a lot of fun to me. Uh, the bass on Chickamauga, that sounds fun. And the Hobie on Kentucky Lake. So those three, I'm not sure which one. I'll probably fish at least one of them. And there's also the possibility of a native tournament of Titans. I honestly don't know any information. I'm on the team, but I don't know any information about it yet. Nobody's run it through me. But... Uh, so, but uh, but a couple of guys who ran that last year, they're no longer on the team. So I I look forward to seeing what what we're going to do. It was a great tournament last year, so I, that one's on my schedule too. So maybe a North Alabama tournament. They're having one on Gunnersville, and in March that's a good time. Uh, all the Iron City tournaments, a couple of two or three Hobies, and a, probably a couple Bassmaster tournaments. Yeah, full year, but my focus is winning here and then filling a couple holes in my game and then moving on next year if I make all my goals, maybe to bigger and bigger th- better things. And last but not least, Sam, I know you got a big schedule. Oh, man, I don't know if I even want to begin to talk about this <laughs> because I'm not kidding you. I think. And I don't know why I'm stressing myself out about it, but for like the last week, it's all I've looked at. I've got like different charts and different schedules that I've (laughs) typed up and written out. And like, so I've said it on the podcast and I've said it to you guys in private conversations. Like I was really planning on 2020 being a year where I finished locally a lot. Um, I was focused on growing my group, Hoosier Kayak Bassin, uh, which is, you know, to promote Indiana kayak anglers in the trails. Um, my job at the time when I was having those, you know, when I was thinking that through, um, was not going to allow me to fish the way I had this year, um, on the national level. And quite honestly, I didn't perform the way I thought I needed to this year in order to continue it next year. Um, but my job has changed. I'm not working for myself. So that frees me up to, to have the opportunity to travel. You know, I can work remotely. Um, so now I'm kind of, I'm kind of back to where I'm thinking about, you know, fishing the national level. Cause that is my, that's my dream. You asked, yeah. you know, what are guys dreams? So my, my dream is to fish full time at a national level. Um, you know, and work with great brands and, and be a promoter. Like that's been my dream since I was probably 14 years old. Um, you know, I, I woke up every morning and the first thing I did was either go fishing, read about fishing or watch fishing from the age of 14 on started tournament fishing when I was 16. So like, that's my passion. So that's what I want to do. 
So like I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between the local stuff because I really love our community here in Indiana. I want to be more involved than I was last year, and then also tracing chasing this dream of you know fishing at the national level. Um, so I'm sitting here looking at the schedule, and I have like three different schedules. I have like my dream schedule where I'm never home and I'm always fishing. Um, I have my realistic schedule what i think is realistic and now i have after my wife took a look at my schedule tonight <laughs> um, the real schedule what's actually realistic <laughs> i like it so you know um for example i, I would love to have heard that conversation yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey that, baby that's what i'm going yeah. to fish that could no. have been a podcast all in itself it could be it really could be we could segment multiple conversations, arguments, and uh, makeups, and all of that into one. Um, no, so for example, I was thinking about fishing the ten invitational. If I didn't qualify for the ten, jumping over and fishing Seminole. Uh, that's a no. That's my wife's birthday week, and um, she's turning thirty, um, and she has told me no. So uh, that's not going to happen. Um, but. If I decide to go the national route, this is kind of where my thought process is right now. So I'll start out at Logan Martin for the Bassmaster event. There's no way I'm missing that. I'm going to be at the Classic anyway working for some sponsors, so I might as well fish. Um, I have not fished a Hobie event yet. I really would like to. Last year and this year, it's the same thing. Their schedule just it doesn't match up well with other things I have going on. But I'm thinking about fishing the Lake Norman uh event in march uh middle of march uh, i've got uh, a, a friend down there that i can can lodge with and uh, lives on the lake and so that one would be kind of cool of course i'm going to be at my very first national championship uh, on gunnersville i'm excited about that um and then i'm thinking about fishing the pro tour event the kbf pro tour event on lake kiwi in south carolina Going to um, one of the tournaments I'm most excited about, the Bassmaster event on Chick um, in May, I think it is. And then two KBF Pro Tour events back-to-back, one in Wisconsin, one on Kentucky Lake. Then, of course, I'll be at the Monroe Lake event here in Indiana. Uh, I'm going to try and do everything I can to help make that an awesome event for everyone. And then rounding out kind of regular season in August with the Bassmaster event on lacrosse. So that's kind of what I'm considering for my national event. Those could change as the year goes on, but um, that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm looking at. And then of course I'll fish every stinking local event that I can uh, this year. Cause I'd like to get angler of the year for my Syac club. Um, and possibly IKA if I can fit enough in. Nice. I think the out all the ones I can't fish, uh, I think both Hobie and Bassmaster are having events on lacrosse. And man, I'd love to go up there one time, but it's just so far from me. It's tough to do. Or or the got- Erie. Flying okay. to Chicago, bro. We'll roll up together. I'll pick you up. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you yeah. in a kayak. That's for sure. Yeah, I've got, I've got my, I've got it on my calendar for the, um, uh, for that lacrosse event. So I'm hoping that things will work out that I can do that because I've heard a lot of good things about lacrosse. So 
Paddle and Finn house in LC. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I mean that that's one thing too, like so I had a lot of things that I wanted to do last this past season that I didn't get to accomplish, like go to Idaho and catch two hundred feet of sturgeon like Jay Randall. Oh, so God. like that's on my radar for next year. So that's yeah. why I think I'm kind of scaling back from the tournament scene. I mean, that was that was one thing I missed out on some different trips that I had wanted to take, but because of cost and time of, you know, the the trail, I didn't get to accomplish. Um, so that's why I'm kind of, you know, staying local. I got some some other things in the works that may not be a tournament, but they're bucket lists that I want to kick off there. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. So nothing wrong with that, man. You know, just yeah. living for the moment, uh, going out there and fishing, that kind of stuff is cool. I, there's something to definitely be said for that tournament's not for everyone. I'm just stupid competitive and want to hold a trophy on a big stage and, I'm not you know. saying tournaments aren't for me, Sam. I mean, oh. just come on. I mean, why oh. why are you trying to bring me down, bro? I, I just I just thought <laughs> you fell below me in the Angler of the Year rankings that you were giving out. Oh, oh we're going there. Cool. Hey, uh, <laughs> you may have beat me by two spots, but however, <laughs> I cashed what two, three checks. How many did you cash this year, Sam? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Granted, yes, they were big we're checks, by, but hey. <laughs> yeah, we're going by check caches. Uh, everybody beat me yeah. uh, by a long shot. It's you right, know, Sam. I, I I think uh, it's cool. I definitely think you're going to be back on the tournament scene just because you're going to miss traveling with me. So um, <laughs> I expect you to change your mind quickly. I think there's also something to be said for not making a schedule and stressing over it. And and that can be, that can be kind of hard to do for some people, you know, scheduling that PTO and stuff like that. But you know, there are, there are some guys and some really good anglers too, by the way, who don't make schedules and they just fish, you know, what, what's available to them at the time and what they, you know, want to fish, can't afford to fish. And I think, you know, in some cases you put a little less pressure on yourself that way and it's a little more fun and it, guys tend to do a little better with that. So I wish that could be me, but I, I'm, I have to plan it out and, and do pie charts and um, get approval from the wife. Yeah. <laughs> There's that too. Yeah. There's that. I'm with you, buddy. Look, I'm okay. With, so I said, I, I said, I kind of work for myself now, you know, doing my own business in actuality. I work for my wife now. <laughs> uh, we all do, my friend. We all do. Yes. Yes. It's all well, good. Well, not all of us. So. Well, Susie's the boss. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. She, the only the only thing Susie doesn't have any control over is He-Man action figures. <laughs> <in her>. um, <laughs> he has that one little area. That's it. That's yeah. his domain. Everything else is Susie's. Yeah, that's great. So, well, that that room that I was showing you the action figures and everything—that's Adam's shrine, pretty much. That's his man cave. I, I, yeah, because I have the garage um, with all the fishing stuff and everything, so I have a she cave. So, yeah, it, it <laughs> I love out. it, love it. 
She cave. <laughs> All right, we're not talking cave. about like caves. <laughs> oh shoot. No, I dig it, man. I think it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting year, uh, both in growth. Uh, overall for the sport uh, growth for all of us individually uh, I think we yeah. all yeah. you know are going to do some different things and I think it's cool I think it's cool good luck to all I of you nice so well. one other thing is if this is going to be an annual thing where it's the state of the state of kayak tournament fishing <laughs> I said the whole thing there <laughs> this is a 2019 version what are your prophecies for whenever we're here next year what will have changed that was different than this year whenever everybody has made their schedule what do you think will be the big changes in kayak tournament fishing this time next year you're are you asking on a personal level or on a industry level? level industry level yeah or both if you have something personal you want it all. I, I think I think you'll see KBF MLF partner up. I think that deal will happen. Maybe. I don't. I don't think. I don't think you're gonna see that. Personally. Well, I'm going with Sam's call. I guess you're not gonna see that. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> know that that's an interest of of uh, MLF. I really don't. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see it. I, I think I think that would be cool. I think Ho- um, Hobie's going to break out with an even bigger schedule next year. <clears throat> yeah. I th- or after next year. Man, that's a tough question to answer. I don't know if anybody could answer. I don't even know if the guys like Chad and, and AJ and the people at Bass could even begin to answer that question for you. I think everyone is, is trying – this. This year, more than any year, maybe is going to gauge um, everything for. Yeah, yeah, and and Susie, you've been in the game a little bit longer, and every year is like a building year. But maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. But it just feels like this is the year in which we're going to see the we're going to see how much this thing actually can grow, and we're going to see how much, um, you know. I just, I don't know, you know, what it's going to look like in 2021, but I think it's going to be big, whatever it is. Um, and I think it is going to look a lot different than 2020. Definitely yeah. a lot different than 2019. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, yeah, I agree too. I mean, you know, it's, it's always changing. It's going to always change, um, you know, and all these different clubs and their organizations are going to, look and see what they did for the year and be like, all right, we're going to keep doing this or we're going to change this, you know, and it's just a matter of, you know, who's going to just stay the same and kind of do the same thing or who's going to be like, all right, let's change it up and do something different. You know, it's just, you know, it, it's anybody's ball game really, you know, I mean, KBF was, you know, the first, um, you know, the first of everything, you know, and now that there's, you know, Hobie and now Bass and everything, you know, people have more options now. So it, it's it's awesome to see that we have all these different options and where it goes from here, you know, it, it could it could really go any way, really, you know. I mean, yeah. we might see some uh, things fall. We might see some things come out of nowhere, too, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
it all depends on what we do. You know, it's funny. Yeah. We're sitting the questions about bass and KBF and, and Hobie, but really the, the answer to the question is what do we do as anglers and where do we, right. where do we put our support and invest our time and our money? And, yeah. um, you know, who, who spins off and does their own thing. Um, so yeah, I think that's where it's going to be. But I think the important thing to remember is like, I was starting to say earlier is like, just try and keep it positive, be a positive voice out there. And you know, um, there's nothing wrong with bringing up what, what needs to, and what we need to improve on and having some constructive criticism, but do it on the proper channel at the proper time and, and, and be, be a voice. Um, Alan Reed, you know, my travel buddy and he says it all the time, like somebody's always watching and the people that are watching are Jackson Orr and Dylan Fuquay and these young anglers that are coming up. And those are the people that we need to be conscious of and be thinking about uh, because, again, we're passionate about the sport. We love this sport and we need to present it in a positive way. Uh, so try and do that, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't you know- Fletcher Shyrock something. Yeah. You know, and I got to give kudos to, you know, not just AJ, but like Hobie in general, because, you know, not only is their their page well run, but like when people ask questions on there, they are, you know, they aren't mean or ignorant or to anyone or like, well, somebody already asked that question. So look for the answer or, you know, whatever they're there's they're upfront they're forward about it they're supportive about it you know and if they ask a question that they don't know they're say hey we're working on it we'll get back to you when we can you know i know others haven't had other as positive experiences on some of these other pages but you know if somebody's going to be looking to you know compete in some of these events you know they're going to be looking online too they're going to see how you know, some of these pages and these groups are run and how everything's kind of organized and even the event itself, how well is it run? Who's running it? You know, how professional is everybody being? Is everybody being fair in the judging process? You know, sure. there's a lot of different aspects, you know, that I think sometimes people forget about or miss sometimes too. So, which could have a big factor on it, but it'll it'll be curious to see what it's going to be like. I think if nothing else, this time next year, we have so much opportunity right now, whether it's individually uh, bringing sponsors in, being a positive role, role model and bringing other people in, whatever it is. Right now, there are so many opportunities. And like y'all have said, this is going to be the year where some people are going to stick out and they're going to become, if they're not already, they're going to become the leaders. And uh yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see what new boats are going to come out this year. That's always oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so just a lot of fun. It's going to be a good year and looking forward to it and talking about it with you fine folks. Mm-hmm. See what new personal best record we can Not break, you, Brian. too. Uh, I was going to say, I was <laughs> looking for the fine folks that were standing behind me or something. <laughs> hey, everybody looks fine in these new paddling and hats oh and here's here's something right now secret word we're going to do a giveaway for a hat i'm saying it right now i'll send it to you the secret word is dan is awesome it's more than one word (laughs) send me the first person 
not on the paddling fin to listen to this that sends me a direct message on Facebook, Daniel Perry, hard to miss. Dan is awesome. Just send me a message. I want somebody to say, Dan is awesome. I'll send you a hat. Is that to boost You'll your confidence for the tournament season uh, or you, what? <laughs> well, hey, it doesn't hurt. You can either have a, the light one or the dark one. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have a massive head and they don't fit my head. So I'm giving away the two that I have. I'll give one person away. First person to listen to this whole thing makes it to the end. Messages me, Dan is awesome, either on Instagram, Daniel Perry Fishing, or here. That was not supposed to be a plug. And I'll send you a hat. <laughs> And I'm going to start giving away hats on the OG show to plug my social. <laughs> that was not planned. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, it's all right. We <clears throat> want you to have more followers. The more followers you have, the more exposure Pal and Finn gets. You know, it's always good. Yeah, well, that's one of those things, man. Everybody's watching. so Everybody's all watching right. all the time. All right, well... Speaking of that, I got some other stuff to watch. So let's wrap this thing up. What do you guys say? You're the boss. This is your show, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I I, I don't have anything else besides I'm just excited somebody's going to say Dan is awesome. I'll leave it with just get out there, fish, have fun. Just don't worry about all the other crap that's going on in the fishing world right now. Just get out there and fish. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I say it at the end of every show. Where are your PFD? Yeah, I love that. I've been meaning to tell you, I love that. Yeah. Come on, people. Yeah. Right, let, if if we make it a whole year, let's not lose somebody this year. That Amen. that should be our goal. Wear your life jackets. Yeah, let's buddy. not lose somebody Amen. to not wearing a PFD. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Amen. Yep. All right, y'all. That's it. We'll see you next time. Smooth paddling. Good night. (laughs) Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Also check out YouTube youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest feel free to email us at paddle the letter n and fin at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media we're doing giveaways announcements things like that at facebook and instagram at paddle and fin shout out to our show supporters rocktown adventures leveling canoe and kayak hammered lures fish mob lures trc covers catch products Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. Four in the morning, 
Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.